from the University of Texas at Austin, KUT Radio. This is In Black America. So we first start ballet with, I don't know if you've seen a ballet bar, but we're I all... I have seen a ballet bar. <laughs> so we're all on ballet bars. So we start with normally plies, and then we just do little bars where we warm our bodies up and like just get used to moving around. So then after we do bar, which normally consists of about 30 minutes out of an hour and a half class. We then move to center, which is what we take from bar, but we just do it on our own two feet. So we like bar is where we can feel our weight and kind of get adjusted, but center is when we can actually apply that. And then after center is when we start moving across the floor, which consists of petit allegro and grand allegro. And that's the actual like dancing, dancing. Lauren Walton, a young African-American ballet dancer living in Austin, Texas. Walton gave up traditional teenage activities such as basketball, football, and track to focus on dancing four years ago. Currently, he trains at the Austin Metamorphosis Dance Ensemble in Round Rock, Texas, where he is a member of the senior company. So far in his young dance career, he has been given the opportunities to train over the summer with Pacific Northwest Ballet and the American Ballet Theater. Arthur Mitchell was more than just the first African-American male dancer in a major ballet company. He also was the first African-American principal dancer of a major ballet company and co-founder of the Dance Third of Harlem. Although African-American ballerinas receive most of the attention, African-American male ballet dancers are making their mark. I'm Johnny O'Hanson, Jr., and welcome to another edition of In Black America. On this week's program, Lauren Walton, young African-American ballet dancer in Black America. People may think that it's laid back, but it's also very intense. But it's different as dancers and non-dancers are kind of like two different species of people. And the environment of like a ballet studio and let's say a football practice is also very different as well. Ballet dancers are very polite and disciplined, so it's everyone's trying to like be their personal best, which it's so it's different. It's like a whole different energy than being somewhere else. Long before Misty Copeland, few African Americans have ever danced in the principal position at a major American ballet company. All but one were men. Desmond Richardson held the position with the American Ballet Theater during the 1997-98 season. Arthur Mitchell at the New York City Ballet, and Albert Evans. African-American dancers have been determined despite facing prejudice. To get a sense of where we were in this country in regards to African-American ballet dancers, consider this. In 2015, two of the most prestigious ballet troops in the nation, the New York City Ballet and the American Ballet Theater, which have their pick of the top ballet talent in the nation, the NYCB had five African-Americans among its 94-member company, and the 92 members included Apprentice. American Ballet Theater has even fewer. In 2017, Lauren Walton of Austin, Texas, was the recipient of Ballet in the City Scholarship. The scholarship was established by the Ballet in the City founder Jessica Wallace and Missy Copeland. The scholarship is awarded to African-American dancers involved in classical ballet to help them with the cost of pursuing their dream. Recently in Black America spoke with Walton regarding his dream. High school in Austin at Hendrickson is pretty normal high school. We 
have homework still. I take all pre-AP classes. Um, I'm a member of your book, and I am also a member of the Hendrickson audio video team. So what got you interested in being on the yearbook staff? Writing has always been something that I enjoy, and journalism and your book also tied in writing and taking pictures, photography, which I also enjoy. So your book was a good way to combine those together and just put them together and do something that I enjoy. So what are some of your favorite subjects? Um, chemistry is my favorite subject, and then English would have to be my next favorite. So why chemistry? You like mixing stuff together or what? I like chemistry because doing experiments and like balancing equations and stuff like that is just fun. So I understand that you're a dancer, and how did you become interested in dance? Well, as a child, I always was like dancing around the house and just dancing around. And I had a best friend who was a dancer. So she was the one who like first encouraged me to start taking classes. And then after I had just started as like a recreational thing, it became a passion and something that I wanted to follow through with in my life. So when you start taking classes, what type of dance were a part of that? Um, I started taking classes when I did the basics, so tap, jazz, hip-hop, contemporary, and not really ballet-focused, but then later I started to kind of cut those out and just r realize that ballet was something that would actually give me a career long-term, so that's something that I wanted to pursue. Tell us about tap dance. I've always been as interested and fascinated about people that can actually tap dance. Tap is as hard as it looks. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really intricate, but at the same time, you can kind of make stuff up, and it also sounds like tap, but I wasn't very good at it, but it was it was hard. So how old were you? Did I ask, did I ask that? Um, I was in fifth grade, so I was around 12 or 13 years old. 12 or 13. And how long did the classes last during that period? Um, well, I then I only started taking classes about once or twice a week for about an hour. And then after when I started to realize that I actually like had talent in this and I wanted to pursue it, then now I take classes six days a week and they can vary from like one, hour, one and a half hours to about three hours a day. So what school did you attend first? Tap school or dance school? Uh, the first school that I attended was the dance spot in Round Rock, Texas. And there you did what? There I did ballet, tap, jazz, contemporary, and hip-hop. And I auditioned to be on their competitive team. So when you go to dance school, what are some of the things that, you obviously you learn particular dances, but there are other things that prepare you for a particular dance? Well, we learn a dance, and then after we learn that dance, we just run through it over and over again to kind of really perfect it but when we're just taking class each class runs the same way so you like start with bar and then you like run the same process it's just different things that you do in those so what is bar so we first start ballet with i don't know if you've seen a ballet bar but we're yeah, all I have seen a ballet bar <laughs> so we're all on ballet bars so we start with normally plies and then we just do little bars where we warm our bodies up and like just get used to moving around so then after we do bar which normally consists of about 30 minutes out of an hour and a half class we then move to center which is what we take from bar but we just do it on our own two feet bar is where we can feel our weight and kind of get adjusted but center is when we can actually apply that and then after center is when we start 
moving across the floor, which consists of petit allegro and grand allegro, and that's the actual like dancing, dancing. Now you're talking German to me, <laughs> so explain what you just articulated. Those three dances, I assume. Um, so uh, movements. Petit allegro is part of center, and it's little jumps. Okay. And then once we do little jumps, we go grand allegro, which is big jumps. Now, when you learn a particular dance, is there a foot chart or you have to memorize what the instructor has just done? When you learn a dance, all ballet steps come from class. So that's mm -hmm. why we take class, which then prepares us for dances. So all of the names and terms used in class and will also be used in the dances that we learn too. So once you've left class, obviously I think you would have to go home and, and practice these particular moves. After I leave dance, I go home and I do practice more and then I stretch for about an hour to an hour and a half and roll out and just take care of my body afterwards so that I'm ready for the next day. Are there any particular exercises that you do constantly to keep your body in shape? Um, constant, I do a lot of ab workouts, so sit-ups and stuff like that. And I use a lot of foam rollers to roll out my muscles and stuff to heal them after a long day of exercise. And then TheraBands also are really good for your feet, so to help strengthen your feet, because those are what we use most of the time. I understand that you spent a summer at the Pacific Northwest Ballet. Yes. One, how did you audition for that? And then I'm going to ask, you know, what took place during that experience? So each January and February, um, a lot of ballet schools will do nationwide tours and some in other countries where they audition dancers and then they take the dancers that they think have the most potential to attend their summer course, which is located wherever the school is. Mm -hmm. So they came to audition in Dallas, Texas. So I went to that audition, which is a ballet class. So it's basically just a class and someone from that school will watch and judge to see who they feel has the most potential. And then they will invite them to that school over the summer and some scholarships are awarded. Now, what was particularly of interest to the individual that selected you? Did they tell you? No. <laughs> they don't, they don't, you. They don't really tell you. <laughs> they just kind of... So tell us about that experience, actually leaving home. I assume, you know, you was two, three months away from home. Mm -hmm. Was this the first time that you were actually away from home? Um, I attended two summer courses before. One summer course was my first summer course, and that was Joffrey Ballet San Antonio. So that was... That's not far. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was only for about two weeks. <laughs> and then the next one I ended up, it was here in, at UT. So I was also a commuter from back and home to UT. This was the first time when I actually got to fly on a plane halfway across the country and be away from my parents and everyone for five weeks. And it was a really fun experience. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it was yeah. a really fun experience. Yeah. Um, basically, it was just five weeks of intense dancing. And it was like only focus on dancing was really good. We took classes six days a week and we had Sundays off. And each day we would normally start class at about nine o'clock and end at about 530. Just all day gig. Yes. And I assume there were other dancers from other parts of the country? Yes, there were some dance. There was dancers pretty much from every state, and then there were also some students from other countries as well. Did you try to compare yourself with the other dancers? Well, that's, yes. Dance, <laughs> yes, I did. Um, that's one thing that you have to be careful with in ballet is comparing yourself to other people because 
what you have is different from what other people have and you have different values than other people have and you may have some things that are better than other people have so it's not always good to like not compare yourself to other people so is it different skill levels or experience or both both but overall pacific northwest ballet is one of the most prestigious schools in the country so is there a difference in age group or everyone is basically around the same age um yes there is a variant age group the oldest is about 18 and the youngest is about 12 and when you were off on sunday what did you all do Me and my friends would just like to go explore Seattle and go to Pike Place or go eat. So you go down to Fisher's Market? Mm -hmm. We could (laughs) could just check out and like go wherever we wanted with friends and just have fun. What did you learn from that experience that you now use? When I went to P&B, that was when my like, that was when the reason of why I started ballet came and sparked back in me. And that was like a really good confidence builder. And it was like, part when I realized that this is seriously something that I really want to take on in my future and so how are you going to tie all that in so you're a sophomore now so I assume within a couple of years you're going to graduate so are you going to try to go to a ballet company or are you going to try to go to college or are you going to try to do both well this summer I'm attending the school of American ballet which is the school that I really would like to get into so Once I go this summer, I have the opportunity, if they like me, to stay for the winter term, which means that I would move to New York City and away from my parents, and I would dance. It would be like kind of like a summer intensive, but Mm -hmm. all year long. And from there, New York City Ballet and the School of American Ballet are the most prestigious companies. So from there, I could either dance with the company if I get asked to dance with the company in the future, or I can audition for other companies but while I'm doing that I would like to attend college now when you go to these particular schools are auditions involved every time yes okay once the auditions have have, have taken place and you and you attend those schools is the level of intensity higher as you move to these schools different schools around the country yes so once you get at the intensives and at the schools, the level int- level of intensity is very high. Um, everyone's trying their hardest. Everyone's trying to be the best and be better than the people next to them. So it does take a lot, and it, it's very intense. Is improvisation a part of, of ballet, or all, most ballets are structured to a point where you have to learn these particular moves to yes. be in that particular ballet? Yes. How do you remember all that stuff? Honestly, I don't really know. It just kind of comes... Once you do it over and over again, it just becomes muscle memory, and, and it just becomes, like, natural. So are any of the ballets similar, or they're completely different from school or whatever performance that you all are doing? Every ballet pretty much is different. They follow different plots and storylines, so every ballet is pretty much different, and you have to take on a different character and just be a different person. What have you found different from what you do here in Austin at the ballet school versus what has taken place in the other schools that you've attended around the country? Here in Austin, at Ballet Austin, the training that I get is another style. It's still ballet, but in ballet, there's different... In classical ballet, there's different techniques Mm -hmm, which have mm -hmm. small changes in them. So each intensive that I went to kind of had different techniques, so it was hard, but yet 
it was a good way to learn, like picking up the different techniques and like knowing the different techniques. So when you on stage or I guess in, in, in school, are you are your mind just a blank and you're trying to memorize the <laughs> the dances? Or you, I guess, you, as they would, in sports, say you get in the zone. So, I mean, you just, it's almost automatic. Yes. A few times I will catch myself going into rehearsal and I'm like, <laughs> I do not remember what I did last time. I don't know how I'm going to do this. But normally it takes, normally you have to like go through your head a couple of times to get it before you start. Is it difficult since I assume you don't have a, a partner per se, when you may maybe you do it when you go to a dance school, but being out there by yourself on your own uh, performing. That's being by myself performing is actually that's like the payoff at the okay. end. So all okay. the hard work, like doing class and rehearsals and everything like the big payoff is being on stage like by yourself. So I guess one of the other questions I want to ask is that when you are at ballet school, is it different from if you were playing football, basketball, with the coaches screaming and hollering at you, or is it kind of laid back? Uh, it is very different. <laughs> Most people people may think that it's laid back, but it's also very intense. But it's different as dancers and non-dancers are kind of like two different species of people. And the environment of like a ballet studio and let's say a football practice is also very different as well. Ballet dancers are very polite and disciplined, so it's everyone's trying to like be their personal best, which it's so it's different. It's like a whole different energy than being somewhere else. So when you're doing ballet, are most of the time you by yourself or is there a partner involved? It all depends on the ballet. So in class, you're normally in a class with around 20 people, depending on size of the school. Or there is pas de deux, which is partnering with a male and a female. So that's them dancing together. And that's where you see, like, lifts and stuff like that. So when you go to audition, is there a particular ballet that you perform regularly since you know it instinctively? So at auditions, it's a class. So how I was saying, we do plies and then we move from bar to center. Like, it's the exact same thing, except someone's teaching a different person's teaching the class so it's still a class but there'll be different variations of each thing in the class did it take you a while to learn how to stand on your toes i, I was always it, wanted to ask that question oh, it did it did <laughs> so tell us how that process actually takes place well so women are the women normally wear point shoes which you see when they go up on their toes which is mm -hmm. going point but men we do releve, which is basically the same. It's like kind of being on your tippy toes. And it requires a lot more like strength from your ankles and your calves than I thought, especially we're in releve most of the time. That's like the position. That's kind of our natural ground position, you could say. So it definitely did require a lot of strengthening and stuff. So do you do any particular exercise to strengthen your ankles? Yes, I do. I take TheraBands and I'll just put my feet in them and just stretch through them with the TheraBand and calf raises and stuff like that. So what do some of your colleagues say about you dancing? When you, you, some of your classmates at school? My classmates at school are very supportive I've, of my dancing. I've never been like scared to talk about me dancing or scared to tell people I'm dancing because it's like a part of me so like I wouldn't hide it. But most of my friends 
all of my friends are very supportive and want the best for me in my dance career. Do you ever get up one morning and say, I don't want to do this today? Yeah, I find myself <laughs> doing that a lot. Before class or even in the mornings, I just really just want to lay down and not really do anything. But then once I get to class, then I remember, like, this is why I came in. It is all fun. When you look at yourself now, what do you want to see yourself five, well, maybe two, three years from now? In two to three years from now, I really want to see myself dancing with a professional ballet company. And are there any people that you watch on YouTube to get some type of idea or new creative moves? Yes, um, I watch Carmel Cruz. He is a dancer at Pacific Northwest Ballet. And it's just, he's a male too, African-American male. And it's also, it's really good to like see that there are also other people who are also African-American in a sport that's predominantly white who have accomplished the goals that I want to accomplish in the future. Someone listening to, to you today, what advice would you give them if they're anticipating becoming a dancer? I would give them the advice to remember why they do it. Remember that if it brings joy and happiness to you, to always remember that. And to just... To not compare yourself and just do not listen to what other people say. Do not get do not get discouraged by like the talent you see or what anyone says because three years ago I was like in the same position. I was dancing and I had applied for all these summer intensives, but I had kept getting declined from them. I didn't get into a single one. So that was very like discouraging to me and I it like took that's when my like it clicked to me and I was like, if I really want this, I really have to try hard for it. And then the next year I was getting full scholarships and stuff like that. So I just say hard work and dedication, if you really enjoy it, will be your best friend and it will pay off. Where should one start? Should they start at ballet or should they start at tap or whatever other form of dance? It's really personal preference, but okay. ballet is the center and it is once like you have ballet which is the base everything branches off from ballet so ballet is something that you will need but it's really personal preference what pushes you to, and gives you drive my love for ballet also pushes me but also just seeing how like close i am to accomplishing my goals and seeing how close i am to where i want to be just drives me every day so those days that i do not want to go to class i just think to myself if i went to class like, that would help me, right? So it just drives me every day to just keep trying to be the best I can be. So what are you looking forward to this summer when you attend school? Well, first of all, I've never been to New York. So that's the first <laughs> thing. I It just seems so fun to be in New York. That's what I'm really looking forward to. But dancing-wise, I've always wanted to go to the School of American Ballet. So, like, it's still crazy that it actually happened. And when I opened the acceptance letter, I just couldn't believe it. But I'm really just looking forward to just going to have fun in New York and hopefully get asked to stay for winter term. When you look at yourself now versus when you started, what do you say to yourself? I just say you did it, and I'm proud of you for how far you've come so far. And I can't wait to see how far you go in the future. From the different experiences you've had thus far, what has been the most that you've held on to? Probably the first time I started taking classes was like the first thing I've held on to because that was just the start. And being, when I was younger, my dad 
never really supported ballet because it's just not common to see boys doing ballet, especially boys of color doing ballet. So my mom would always, we'd kind of secretly go to classes together (laughs) behind my dad's back and we wouldn't really tell him. And then, so it was kind of like, wasn't encouraged. It wasn't, it was looked down upon, Mm -hmm. but that really didn't stop me because I knew I just really loved it and I wasn't going to stop it because my dad didn't like it. So then fast forward a couple years when I really like actually started getting good at it. It's just, he just really started to support me and see that like, that it, I did love it and I really did put my mind to it. So he really supports it now. So I want to say me going against what my dad was saying and doing something that I love was like is the memory that I still hold on to. So what has been the biggest challenges you've had to overcome thus far? Probably money because ballet is very expensive, especially if you're going away like these summer courses it's kind of a, you kind of need to go to a summer course if you still want to improve a lot. And ballet is not cheap at all, and it's very expensive, so probably money would have to be... I've been lucky enough to have been awarded scholarships to the places I've been going, but it still requires room and board fees and things like that, so probably that. Do you have a GoFundMe account for the summer trip? I do have a GoFundMe account. Okay, tell me about it. Um, I st- started my GoFundMe account as soon as I got into School of American Ballet because I was money was not going to hold me back from this and so far i have raised over half of my goal which is twenty two thousand dollars not twenty two twenty two hundred dollars and is just lauren's trip to new york on that's what that's what the gofundme account lauren's trip to new york or it's lauren's (laughs) trip to school of american ballet the gofundme account is lauren's trip to the school of american ballet and i so far have raised over half of my goal when you go home at night is there a place in your house where you can also practice? Did you I turn the garage into a ballet studio? No, I Almost. really just I practice anywhere. I'll be in the living room. Doesn't really matter. My room, my room's probably the best place. When you look at yourself in high school, obviously you're you're a busy person. How are you able to to balance? You know, because you I look like you're still a, a a teenager and you want to do some teenage things, but also you you focus on on ballet. So how you balance the two? Well, I, I really don't balance the two. <laughs> ballet takes majority of my life. And then, of course, after that, academics comes next. Mm-hmm. But just time management, knowing, okay, this car ride or the, the bus ride, the train ride to the studio is 30 minutes. Maybe I can do my homework now. Just really just taking every second I can to fit something in. And your mom's sitting on the other side of the glass. How important is it for her to you in this journey? My mom has been the... My like, I thank her so much for everything that she has just been helping. Like, I would not be where I was today if my mom hadn't have helped me. And like, just the little things that she does, taking me every day to ballet, waiting after class, just everything that she does for me, I appreciate very much. And I just do not think that I would be here without her. And I know that she wants everything that I want for myself and the greatest for me. Lauren Walton a young African-American ballet dancer living in Austin, Texas. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions as to future In Black America programs, email us at inblackamerica at kut.org. Also, let us know what radio station you heard is over. Remember to like us on Facebook and to follow us on Twitter. The views and opinions expressed on this program 
are not necessarily those of this station or of the University of Texas at Austin. You can hear previous programs online at KUT.org. Until we have the opportunity again for production assistant Delia Jones and technical producer David Alvarez, I'm Johnny O'Hanson, Jr. Thank you for joining us today. Please join us again next week. CD copies of this program are available and may be purchased by writing In Black America CDs, KUT Radio, 300 West Dean Keaton Boulevard, Austin, Texas, 78712. That's In Black America CDs, KUT Radio, 300 West Dean Keaton Boulevard, Austin, Texas, 78712. This has been a production of KUT Radio.